Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I am joined today by Fiona Denmark. Fiona is an inspirational speaker and life coach. She helps people who are stuck and frustrated with their lives to create a new reality. Fiona has been legally blind since birth and loves to share her story of resilience, positivity and life achievements to inspire and motivate others. Fiona knows the importance of a positive mindset and a can-do attitude. This has helped her to overcome adversity and think outside the square in order to achieve her dreams. Her interest in natural therapies has led her to study hypnotherapy and Reiki to complement her skills in life coaching and social work. After moving from the outback to the city to complete her social work studies at university, Fiona has worked with a range of people to support her clients through significant life changes. Fiona is the proud mum to two teenage daughters, works a full-time job at Vic Roads and manages her own business. Fiona loves adventure, often being pillion passenger on her husband's motorcycle and says that riding around Phillip Island at 300 kilometres an hour was something she will always remember. Fiona lives her life focusing on her four main senses that now work more efficiently than if she could see. She says that she loves the smell of rain, clean clothes and bookstores and yes, she goes to bookstores and smells the books even though she uses audio and ebooks to read. She loves the touch of the sun on her skin, the wind in her hair and hugs from loved ones. Fiona says the taste of a great meal or glass of wine are things that she savours and, of course, her hearing. She enjoys reading audiobooks, chatting with friends and listening to a wide range of music. Fiona never says no to a challenge or opportunity, never letting her disability prevent her from achieving the things she sets her mind to. Fiona speaks to community groups, job seekers and corporate organisations to share her story of inspiration, motivating others to set goals and achieve their dreams. She also works individually with clients to provide one-on-one support and coaching. Welcome, Fiona. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So legally blind since birth, what can you tell us about that? So um, when we use the term legally blind, it's actually quite interesting. It, it covers quite a wide range of things. So it might be someone that has absolutely no sight or, and I'm not even quite sure where the, the, the boundary lies, but there's some point where you're considered to be, you know, rather than just vision impaired, legally blind. And so I tend to use the term legally blind because for me, 
I've probably got about 90% vision loss at the moment. Um, my, my sight has deteriorated as I've gotten older. And so I think people get their head around that a lot easier. And my theory is, as I always tell them, assume the worst and work backwards. And um, it's much easier than saying I'm vision impaired. And then people kind of look at you and go, mm, what does that exactly mean? So, um, yeah, like it's, it's a term that I've, I've probably just picked up over the last couple of years just for the, the easiness of explaining to other people, I think. But, yeah, so vision's always been pretty shonky. It's just gotten gradually worse as I've gotten older. Wow. That's amazing that you get so much done without that sense. And I really love that you embrace the other four senses. Yeah, I think... Your, your brain just automatically fills in those gaps. So it's such a huge percentage. I think it's something like 80% of your input is done through your eyes as a person that can see as, you know, without, without any vision issues. And so obviously, you know, because I'm not taking in all of that information from the, the site, I'm having to use my parts of my brain. Well, I, I'm assuming I'm using that 80% parts of my brain for other things. Um, otherwise, it's having a really good sleep most of the time. But, um, yeah, just even things like having an extremely good memory because, um, you know, we normally rely on our eyesight to look at things. And so for me, having a good memory to actually remember something is, is you know, much more useful rather than me having to go and sort of use technology to, to get some audio feedback from the information that I've stored. So, um, yeah, there's, there's lots of pieces of my brain that are getting used for all of those extra, extra bits and pieces while it's not using my sight. And, you know, that's definitely an advantage. I'm not sure my family thinks so. My kids, when they were little, hated it because they could never get up to any mischief because even from the other end of the house, I'd be able to hear exactly what they were doing. Be like, what are you doing in the cupboard? They'd be like, how did you know? And it's like, oh, I just know everything. Mums know everything. <laughs> And, of course, you know, my husband doesn't want to have an argument about what happened three months ago because I can still tell him exactly ex where we were, what the conversation was and what was said. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe not such, a, <laughs> such an advantage to the people around me always, but, um, yeah, definitely something that I've just sort of tapped into. Fantastic. Now, I always tell people you are not your diagnosis, you are not your disability, you're a person with xyz how did you kind of work your mind around that you are such an amazing person who happens to be legally blind um you're right i don't identify myself necessarily as the um you know the the lady with the vision impairment however you know for the purposes of trying to build some awareness and advocacy i certainly do um, you know, I use that as, as my, um, my key to, to sort of, you know, put myself out there a little bit more, I guess. But in everyday life, I don't even think about it. It's just part of who I am and I get on with it. I prefer to be known as the lady with the purple hair or the great mum or the fantastic wife or good friend rather than, the, you know, the blind lady. But it wasn't always like that, um, certainly as a teenager, um, certainly had that, that teenage crisis. You know, you, you're trying to carve out your identity and learn who you are and, and all of that independence kind of stuff when you're a teenager to start off with. And so add a disability 
to that and it suddenly became quite a difficult time in terms of, um, you know, just finding my space. And it wasn't until, you know, sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you realise that, um, you know, there, there, is a, there is a way out and there's, there's always a way up. And I think that's what happened as I kind of got to a point where I went, well, you know, I can't, I can't get any worse with my thoughts and feelings around um, what was going on. So it was time to then just extend that and go, okay, well, you know, stop focusing on the things that you can't do and start focusing on the things that you can. I think that's a really important thing for all the listeners. Stop focusing on the things you can't do and focus on the things that you can. We all have those times in our life when things just seem a bit much, no matter what you're dealing with, be it a disability, an illness, or just the everyday stress that life seems to be at the moment. If you focus on the things that you can't do, you're going to get stuck in that rut and it's just going to keep stressing you. It's going to become a chronic stress. Whereas if you focus on the things that you can do, go for a walk, enjoy the sunshine, play with your kids, pat the cat, whatever it happens to be, that will lift you up and it will lift your vibration and because it's positive, it will encourage other positive factors in life. So true. And also not focusing on the things that you have no control over or things that have happened in the past. That's the other places that I see a lot of people get stuck instead of moving forward. Fiona, what can your expertise do to accelerate health? Now, when we talk health, we're talking emotional, spiritual and physical. One of the things that I have been working a lot with recently is life coaching, and um, that is really about moving people forward. And so many of us get caught up in what we're doing every day and we don't set goals and things for the future. And I think that's that's one of the things that is really important to always have a future view, um, no matter what situation you're in and how bad things are at the moment. There's always something waiting for you around the corner. And so to get people to focus on that, um, focusing on gratitude is really important too. I find that, you know, so often we're, we're in that rat race of what next, what next, what next, um, and we don't think about what we've got right now. And so in contrast to the having goals, I think it's also really important to, to right now be mindful of the things that are working and the things that are good in life because there is always something. It might be that you can just go out into the sunshine and, and get some, um, you know, some wind in your hair and those, those vitamin D rays coming down on you for five minutes of the day. Um, you know, it might be the smallest thing as a part of a big catastrophe, but it is still something that's really beneficial. Totally agree with you there. And as a coach myself, I see people really open up to possibilities, especially when they're faced with some sort of adversity. The inner resilience that people learn, once you've learnt that and tap into that, you can apply it to anything in your life. So no matter what is going on in life, whether you have poor health or you have some financial issues or you know, you're dealing with your mental health, no matter what it is, building that resilience, it's just like it's exponentially growing yourself, don't you think? Mm, absolutely. It's like medicine. And, you know, all of us would prefer not to have adversity and challenges in our lives. But I think 
sometimes you've got to have that because it does make you stronger and it does make you realize how important those good times are. If everything was just good all of the time, then you would never have those highs and lows. It would just be sort of like this nice smooth road. And although the smooth road sounds like it's a nice place to be, sometimes you do want those highs and lows to be able to contrast. And I think that's that's something that a lot of people forget. They sort of don't realise, well, you know, those amazing happy moments that you can look back on are only created by the contrast of the, the sad, horrible things that have happened as well. I think with the smooth road, you become desensitised to the positive things in life. Mm. So when good things actually happen, it's just another day, just another thing. And you're not really appreciating the gravity of the situation. So you can't learn from it, you can't grow with it, even if it's positive, because it's a smooth road. There are no bumps. Mm. And the bumps are what teach you. Yeah, totally true. Now, what are your top three tips to creating wealth? We're also talking not just financial here, but personal and emotional wealth. Um, Stop worrying about the past is the first one. You can't change it, so just let it go. As As hard as that sometimes is, I think it's really important to just let it go because holding on to it doesn't help anybody, especially not yourself. Uh, second thing I would say is be grateful for what you've got because that is your abundance. That's your wealth. That's what you have right now. And by thinking about the fact that you have all of those things, instead of wondering about the things that you don't have, that's going to help you build that positive mindset and accumulate more wealth coming towards you in more positive things. And the third thing is to be kind to yourself. So often we get caught up in that negative self-talk of I'm not good enough, this is not working, I'm not going to ever get to where I want to be. And, you know, you would never give some of the advice or those thoughts that happen in your head, you would never give that advice to somebody else. So stop listening to it for yourself and actually try to be conscious of the fact that those thoughts are always going to be there. But just to say, okay, I acknowledge that, but it's not true and I'm going to make a difference. I love those three. So let's recap. Let go of the past. If you're dwelling on the past, you can't see what's coming in front of you, what's happening in your future, and you actually can't see pretty much the forest for the trees. Living in the past is nothing you can do, nothing you can change. Apart from attending with a coach, you could possibly let go of the emotional charge that you attach to the issue in the past. But you can't change the past, just your reaction to it. Being grateful, I completely agree. You know, we we need to really be grateful for everything in our lives, the small things. Like I said, the fact that no matter what's happening in the world, you can still go for a walk or you can still enjoy the sunshine on your face or enjoy a nice meal or a bottle of wine, whatever it is, there's something there for you. Once you capture that gratitude, It builds your health, it builds your wealth, and good things will continue to flow. And the last one there was be kind to yourself and others, mostly yourself. Couldn't agree more with that one. If you are self-punishing, if you are self-loathing, again, you are going to attract people in your life that do that, and your financial wealth will 
reflect that distrust, that hate of yourself. So if you're looking to build wealth, no matter what sort of wealth it is, look at yourself first. That is your wealth. Your personal wealth is what is the platform for everything else. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And if we're thinking about wealth in terms of, you know, bringing positive things into your life, then if you're not in a good place yourself, you're not going to be able to accept and acknowledge those good things because you're always sort of, you know, looking for the grass to be greener somewhere else. So I think, you know, that's really important to be able to say I'm okay with me because once I'm okay with me, I can then embrace all of those other good things that come along. And if you're looking for the grass to be greener, go and water your own grass. <laughs> like fertilise it, water it and look after it. No one else is going to do it for you. Absolutely. Now we talk about weight here a lot, Fiona. The title of the podcast is Weight Loss, but I like to really say weight release. So my next question is if you've ever battled with your weight, what was the trigger to release it and what can you offer the listeners to reduce their stress because we know stress is a key issue in weight problems? I will openly admit I'm fighting the the, the tummy battle at the moment. Um, and look, I find the older I get, the more difficult or the different things that I need to do to make it go away. So I think, you know, when I was when I was 20, I never even had to worry about it. When I was 30, it seemed to just magically disappear when I thought about it. It was like, okay, I want to get rid of that. And it just, ta-da! Now I'm in my mid-40s. It's like, how come every time I get on the scales, it's telling me the same thing? Maybe the scales are broken. So I keep on checking, are they stuck? Are they stuck? And it's like, no, no, they're working just fine. Just weight isn't going anywhere. And I suddenly decided, stop looking at the scales. Um, I do see a personal trainer a couple of times a week. I do dance class. Um, and, look, I wouldn't be able to do those things if I were not fit. And so I think at the end of the day, my health and my fitness is so much more important than my weight. And my weight is based upon how I feel about myself. To be honest, I don't care what other people think. It's all about how I feel comfortable. And as long as I can present myself in clothing that makes me happy um, and, you know, I, I feel comfortable presenting myself to the world the way that I am, I think my, my health and my fitness is much more important. So having the, the breath to be able to walk up and down the hill or to be able to, you know, go and pick up my children or, you know, to be able to perform in dance class and be able to sort of, you know, keep up with everybody else that's maybe 20 years younger than me. Those are the important things. It's not necessarily about my physical weight. It's about more, um, you know, just, just really focusing on those health things. And I think, you know, health outcomes are the things that will make you be more healthy by all the things that you do. So whether it's your your exercise, whether it's your diet, whether it's just your lifestyle, I think if you've got an outcome in mind and say, okay, well, this is this is what I want to achieve, then working towards that target is really good. And just a number on the scales is not always going to do it. 
because then you will always look at that number and go, oh, look, I'm just half a kilo away. I still haven't haven't made made the journey there yet. Where being healthy is more of a, I don't know, I think it's a lifestyle thing where you can celebrate the successes along the way. And I don't mean by, yay, look, I, I ran the marathon, now I'm going to go and eat the whole cheesecake. It's more the fact of, okay, well, you know, in my brain, I now know that I can do something that I couldn't do before. And so I'm now getting more and more healthy. And you'll find that the weight just kind of disappears as a secondary thing because you're not focused on it anymore. Couldn't agree more. When I wrote my best-selling book, Stop Being Fat, Love Yourself Skinny, several years ago, it wasn't about losing weight. It was about loving who you are in the skin that you're in. And now six years later, I've hit menopause and my body has changed, weight has come back, but it's in a completely different area to where it's ever been before. The same thing applies. Love yourself skinny in your mind. It's not about your size. It's not about the scales. It's about what you do with it. And again, you know, I love that you're going to dance class and seeing the trainer. I fight medieval role play with my boys and, you know, I can keep up with the team most of the time (laughs) and I'm 30 years older than most of them. So, you know, I love that. And it's really, listeners, what you can do with your body, what you can do to enjoy your life. It's, It's not about the size. It's not about the scales. It's not about what other people think, definitely. It's about what you think and what you can do. So I really love that advice. And I think also just setting baby challenges. Like it doesn't have to be that you're going to run the whole marathon. It might be that I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk around the block every day. And, you know, sometimes for some people just doing that is a super huge achievement in itself. And that's the important thing is setting setting challenges at a level where you know that it is achievable. And then once you get that momentum going, then you, you've got that that positivity to continue. Agreed. Agreed. So great to talk to you about all this stuff. We seem to be on the same wavelength and I just really love that. Thank you. Now, Fiona, we love giving the listeners freebies because, you know, we're all about coaching and building and making the world a better place every day. So what could you offer the listeners? As part of my life coaching, I do offer a complimentary session for people to have a bit of an investigation about um, what it is that's going on for them, whether they feel that life coaching is going to be a good fit, whether I'm going to be a good fit for the client. And so I'm always available for the half an hour Uh, complimentary session bookings and people can contact me via my website to do that now fiona's website listeners is fiona denmark sorry fiona go back go back (laughs) it gets everybody it's denmark (laughs) it everybody does exactly the same thing (laughs) let me just fix that hang on Okay. Sorry, Sarah. Here we go. (laughs) Now, listeners, you can find Fiona at fionadmark.com.au. So that's F-I-O-N-A-D-E-M-A-R-K 
www.fiona.com.au. Book that free session. You will love it. Now, Fiona, people can also find you on Facebook at fiona.dmark slash about and on Instagram at fiona.dmark underscore blind underscore inspiration. Is there any parting words you would love to give the listeners today? Um, go away, do something kind for yourself right now, like not tomorrow, not the next day, not in two weeks' time, right now. As soon as you stop listening to this podcast, it's time to start making those changes. Wow, that's really powerful. Thank you so much, Fiona. And I really appreciate your time today. I know we've been trying to book this recording for a little while now. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your amazing life with our listeners. Now, listeners, this was your episode 75. In episode 76, we have Leslie Davis coming to talk to us about all things health, weight, and life. And that's going to be a pretty amazing session for a magical life. I really hope you got a lot out of this. Now, Fiona, before I let you go, I think you're the first person I've had that's had the issues that you have in your life. And I know that there's a lot of people struggling at this point in time in the world. So if we could leave them with three words that you've learnt from all your struggles and your achievements, what would they be? Oh, three words. Um, resilience, courage, and acceptance. Amazing. Thank you so much. Listeners, again, this was episode 75. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review, and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.